Water, the nectar of the gods. No, the nectar of the gods is a uh, Red Bull. Isn't that the nectar of Red Bulls? No, it's the nectar of the gods. Well, then, what is the nectar of the demigods? Uh, brisk iced tea. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be brisk? You freaking thinking. All right, you you ready, Torn? Yeah. All right, welcome everybody. This is the second episode of Virtual Campfire Tangents. I am Caleb, and I'm gonna be your host for this episode due to the beautiful workings of democracy. Uh, today we are gonna be talking about UFOs, as I have chosen UFOs and the general study of aliens. Ooh, that, this sounds like it's gonna be a good one. Everyone's super excited. Woohoo! Extremely excited. We are coming to you from the dying breath of quarantine land that is Alex. Yeah, um, hopefully, we'll... hopefully he won't. Hopefully he won't get any of you listeners sick. Uh, uh, do that. So I hope you enjoy our episode. I did get a test, but it was negative. All right, that, that's good. That's so gonna he's not going to die. Gonna, and he's not going to kill any of you, so you can all be nope. assured. Exactly. All Just right. keep your six so feet. I, I have a few questions prepared today for our little episode adventure, and uh, I, I might riff a couple depending on how far these get us. Time will tell, as they say. They that is say a famous that. quote said by the, the smart Confucius. Confucius said that quote probably. I don't know. At some point. I have to ask you, Caleb. After our fantabulous, that's the word, episode last time, did we get that sweet, sweet Bernie sponsorship? Oh, I forgot about the Bernie sponsorship. Uh, He still never has gotten back to us. It's really disappointing. I don't think he supports our message. We got to keep sending him thousands of emails daily then. Right. Um, I mean, as long as as long as we keep supporting him, I think I think eventually he'll support us. I'll, I'll make a I'll lot to send him an email. Amazon, don't you dare try to sponsor us. <laughs> don't you do it. It's not going to happen. We won't accept. <laughs> All right. Them. All right. So, getting into the episode, as I said, we're going to be talking about UFOs and aliens today. Now, I've prepared a couple questions, and I might riff a couple, just depending on how long these ones get us. And I also have a little game, too. It should be quite fun. I like games. Is this a reward point? Who's going to be the host of the next episode? That is a good idea. I didn't think about that, but that is what we're going to do. Spur the moment choice. Whoever whoever wins this game will be the host of the next episode. All right, time to lose. All right, but we'll get into the game later. We're going to do a few of these questions, and then we'll do the game whenever I think we should do the game. Whenever, you like. Whenever I feel like it. I don't know. I don't feel like it. <laughs> All right. So. I don't want to do 
game anymore, guys. The first question on the the first question on the floor is probably the most burning of them all. Do you guys believe in aliens? Absolutely. I have to say yes, but not in the way that most people think of aliens. Explain. Elaborate. Because there is no possible way with the amount of Earth-like planets that have been discovered and everything there. There is no way, no possible way that there is no sign of somehow some kind of cellular life. I'm not saying advanced. That could be a thing, though. Yeah, that that's but, what I think. Is like there's probably not like advanced civilizations where like they've gotten to technology. There, but there's definitely there's no sort. way that there is not some type of cellular life somewhere. There's definitely a race of space amoebas. There has to be. See, and that that boggles like down to. Have you guys heard of the the type civilization theory? Yeah. Yes. We're like a one. Where it's like type or, one civilization type. Yeah, like type two civilizations and three and four type civilizations, where like three and four like take over their home solar system and galaxy and all that nonsense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that there would be anywhere near type three and four, but I can believe one, maybe even like one to like one point four or five, maybe two somewhere we just haven't found it yet but the thing about that is if there was someone like that be able to transmit signals like that we would have picked them up by now unless not far enough advanced and they're far enough away that their technology won't let their radio signals get as far yeah well there's there's that Hmm? go ahead okay i was just gonna say uh there is that theory but also people kind of always think like oh just because there's aliens you know they must uh like, why haven't they contacted us yet? And it's kind of like the same argument that uh, Stephen Hawking had with time travel, where he threw that party for time travelers to see if anyone would come, and then no one showed up. And it's like, you know, and it might just, that might have just been a joke, because no, I don't think that was ever proven as a true story, but it might have. But either way, the point is kind of... Like, why uh, would they reveal themselves? Yeah, because, like, well, and also, why do we think we're interesting enough? Like, that's kind of the argument where... That's true. Like, what if... What what makes humans think that we're so interesting that an alien... Like, what do we really do? Like, we're only on one and, like, a half planets, because I'll just say, because we were to the moon a few times. Like, we've only been on one planet and then sent robots to another planet. And all we do at home is, like, yell at each other on an imaginary wavelength called, like, the internet. And we drop bombs on each other every once in a while. So, like, to any other civilization, I don't think we're interesting enough to, uh... Maybe, like, ants to, to them. Yeah. And well, and... Like, you know, ants aren't us. Yeah, and Douglas Adams kind of brought that up in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy just in a satirical way, because it's like, Earth was so unimportant to the events of the galaxy that literally the whole series begins with Earth being destroyed to create a, uh off-ramp of a highway, I think it is. And it's like, that's really how it would be, where yeah. we're just like so yeah, unadvanced like, that they wouldn't even care about us. If an alien civilization were to come and visit us, they would probably there be there just for resources. Yeah. Honestly, if they had to, they would strip the planet for its resources and then leave. Yeah, and yeah, if they they're advanced enough, they'd, 
if they found us, they'd probably find other civilizations. And yeah, like other interesting civilizations. So if anything, we'd be put in some type of zoo, not like ask and by, questions. And by that point, they'd probably be powerful enough to take over the galaxy by then. Yeah. And that would be like a type four or five. They might know? also like look at us and go, they're too violent. Why would, why would we go to involve ourselves in that? Let's just let That's them That's true. They could be like they're screwing themselves over by destroying their own planet by... And then trying to reverse it themselves, but they might know it's inevitable that it might not work in the end and doesn't even bother trying to deal with it. Well, and that is a, that's actually something that I just looked up because I thought that I might have the chance to bring it up. And that's called the Fermi paradox, which is kind of yeah, like, I knew, I, knew, I knew there was a name for it. I didn't know what yeah. it was called. And it's like, kind of like the argument of why we haven't detected any aliens yet. And it's like, because whenever, because if, if we're, if we're in this situation, if the variables are, uh, it's a carbon-based life form, and their intelligence is at least somewhat similar to humans, it's they're going to be inherently evil, and then they have to be taught to be good. But obviously, their evil side will come out more often, and eventually, they're most likely that it's most likely that they're going to end up destroying themselves before they can meet anyone else. Just like or there's another theory involved with not seeing aliens right have you guys heard of the the great filter theory yeah. it's yeah, where, like there's always some extinction event that wipes it out before it can eventually that stop civilizations from getting too far and that's why like seeing seeing basic life form on planets would be bad because then we know that the filter is probably ahead of us right i yeah. think and if the and if we see like ancient like ruined civilizations that would be horrible yeah so like, because we know that there's something that stopped them isn't it like either we we are the only ones that passed it we're the only ones that have crossed the filter and seeing or we're about seeing nothing is a good thing or if we see stuff then it means that we haven't crossed the filter yeah there another theory is that like the universe might also still be like super young and like yeah. Yeah. so like we're life is just now coming around and we're just part of the first stage well and that would make the most sense because we have seen life on other planets and we know that it's very likely that other planets exist because there's many other planets that are you know quote-unquote earth-like because they're in that goldilocks zone of their sun yeah. and it's like so we because if there's water it's like you know it's the it's like the quote if there's a will there's a way and it's like, if there's water, there's going to be life. Because it's not hard for life to develop in water. It's just hard for advanced life to develop from water. Yeah, like, yeah. we just don't have hard the technology to, to, like, go over there and scoop out some water and, like, see what's in it. Yeah. Because, like, even that one moon of, like, Saturn. How do we know that? Saturn, how do, you, how do we know that Europa moon? The, yeah, that, the moon that's Europa it. on Jupiter doesn't have life on it. Yeah, that's one. That's one I was thinking of because that one I think they say is like entirely ocean, and it's just iced it, over. It's completely made of water, but there's some miles of bites over top of it. So how do we know that there isn't life down there? Because theoretically, they could survive because there. It's still like a. It's still a body. It still has like gravity and everything. It still has some type of core. So there's some type of geothermal energy because there's water there yeah yeah so okay. it's possible for life to be at the geological vents at the bottom of that ocean 
eating some uh, formation soup. <laughs> and that kind of leads me into my uh, into my next question. Why do you think we're so like? Why do you think humans uh, want there to be aliens? Because when you think about it, all the most like I would say ninety eight percent of the aliens we create from our minds in like science fiction movies and films and books, they're all like most of them are violent. So like, why would we want why would we want there to be aliens? You think? Because I guess we almost, don't want to feel alone. I guess. Of not being alone. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, is that what you just said? Yeah, it's exactly what I think I you just said, said it at the same time. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. It's honestly the feeling of that space isn't dead and empty and that we are alone in this cold, dark abyss of nothing. Yeah. Like, they just want to, yeah. like, it's like religion. They want to comfort themselves and be like, if there's life out there, it, like, so much stuff can it, happen. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're, we have this island in the middle of this deep, like, this. Um, infinite sea and there's not no other islands and i think people want there to be other islands because if there's no other islands then what's the point because that yeah. was kind of the problem that like especially like polynesian societies ran into was before there was advanced boating they were if they got say shipwrecked on an island they were stuck there like they couldn't get out and yeah. they their culture developed around that and it also made it a lot harder once colonists would start coming over to those islands because, I mean, these people haven't, wouldn't have seen people for, you know, thousands of years. That, that makes me think of that one island filled with the people that if boats get too close to them, they kill them. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Isn't that the one, like, off the coast of, somewhere off the coast of India? Yeah, yeah some, I mean, I, some island off the coast of somewhere, and there's these people that live there that if anybody else, any tourists or any different other non-natives try to get there they try to kill them like if you boat if you if your boat gets too close they'll shoot you with arrows that they made themselves yeah i heard about that i actually just looked it up it's called uh the sentinelese people and it says the sentinelese are an uncontacted tribe living on the north sentinel island one of the andaman islands in the indian ocean they vigorously reject all contact with outsiders survival international lobbies protests and uses public pressure to ensure their wish to remain uncontacted is respected yeah that's the one that we were talking about and i mean that's interesting because it like it really shows like human nature because we are i think human we, nature. yeah yeah because that's like that's pure human nature right there because that's unaffected by anything like if you would that's show them like, a smart pure survivalist instinct. yeah like if you would show them a smartphone their brain would explode like they would have no idea oh what that God. is imagine no you know what imagine them reading a newspaper yeah even a newspaper yeah that's yeah. and that's that, that's what's crazy like even looking at uh what's something primitive even looking at a wheel like a wheel would probably just amaze them and well, they yeah, think it's like probably, they probably from the, all yeah, things there's... around four people lifting two sticks that like a, on like a platform, like a platform of sticks with like r like longer sticks on each side of them, like as a carrier, almost like a what's it called a gurney. Yeah, where like like four men will pick like a bunch of like a like a platform like with a bunch of coconuts or something on it, and they'll carry it to the drive. Like they don't know what like a wagon is, or like a like a like a wheelbarrow or something. Yeah, you could probably, probably have no idea. They probably don't even know that like iron and stuff exists. They, yeah. You could probably like amaze them, and like they think you're like 
a god or something if like you go and use like a exactly if they did let you on the island if you came onto the island just with you in a backpack with survival stuff they would think you're some type of god and i mean that's why they that's why that's why they throw stuff at helicopters because they probably think like oh geez the gods are coming for us and they're coming why would they throw things like they probably throw stuff at helicopters and planes they're like not all not all gods are all good especially flying ones with spinning wings. I mean, that would be terrifying if you didn't know what it was. Yeah, you had no idea what a helicopter was. They probably think it's some like helicopter a... just like flew over your island, and you had no idea what it was. Like Warren said, it'd be loud, and it would be this just this pod flying through the air. Yeah, they would be terrified. Well, and I mean, think about it, because it's like whenever we're outside and you hear and you're like holy crap what is going on and you like you look up and you see the helicopter and you're like oh okay it's a helicopter but for them they would hear they'd never get that realization and be like what is that and they would look up and they'd be like oh my god like what is that oh up there so like we have that wherever we cross the threshold like we kind of hit the top of the parabola and we see oh okay it's a helicopter and then we calm down but for them it would be it's just going like that that line of fear is just going straight up and they have no and idea like, what it is it flies low enough it'll move all the trees and the wind will be all crazy yeah yeah like i've had a, i had a helicopter once that flew so low over my house it shook the windows so oh, if, it flew low, if it flew low enough they would be scared out of their minds yeah like i'm right below it would, I'm right, all, I'm... it would pull the whole tribe to prepare for war <laughs> yeah like, I'm right beside an Air Force base, so it's like, whenever they're doing training, it's just like, they're flying overhead, and it's crazy. And that would be terrifying if you didn't know what it was. There's really huge cargo jets that sometimes will fly over, like, and they'll do circles. Yeah. Like, huge four-jet-engined mammoths. Imagine one of those going over that island. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. something like, okay. You know, do you guys know what the SR-71 Blackbird is? Not by name, no. It's the the fastest um, jet made by man that was used as a spy. Like, okay, it, it was... Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I yeah. a photo. Yeah, I know, I know what this is. Way, way back. It was made in Area 51 because... It looks like uh, Area 51 was not... It's not an alien thing. That's not. what they want you to think. <laughs> no, I did my research paper on this, okay? It's uh, a military base yeah, that made stealth aircraft for the yeah. army. That uh, SR-71 kind of looks like a Wonder Woman's invisible jet. <laughs> I think that's what they, they modeled it, it off. based off, yeah. Yeah, probably. That's, uh, that reminds me of a story. I think it was from uh, do- the movie Doctor Strangelove where... Uh, Stanley Kubrick, who directed that, was known for being such like a... He was notorious for being such a difficult director to work with because he's such a perfectionist. And the inside of the Air Force plane... Like, the inside of the military plane that drops the bomb at the end of the movie was so accurate. And this is just an anecdote. Again, I'm not sure if this was true or not. But it's just funny nonetheless. Uh, The inside of that plane from the movie was so, like, close to uh, what the actual planes in the Air Force look like that the set designers in that movie were, like, questioned by the Air Force of how they knew what it looked like because the schematics weren't public. <laughs> and everyone thinks it's just really... Everyone automatically jumps to the conclusion that the people were so terrified of Stanley Kubrick saying that they did a bad job at designing the plane that they somehow found the schematics from the Air Force and modeled the plane after that for the movie. They did some deep web digging. 
Yeah. Like, and I just, I just think that is hilarious because like that was back in like the sixties or something. Uh, this, yeah. I, it was the set designers for Dr. Strangelove, which was one of Kubrick's first movies. He also did like the shining in 2001, a space odyssey, but that was one of his first ones. Never seen 2001 a space odyssey, but I want to watch it so bad. I have it on DVD. I I've never play. had, I've never had the chance to watch it. It's a, it's for me, it's one of my favorite movies now, but the first time I watched it, I couldn't finish it because it bored me. So like, I don't, I don't like saying, I don't like saying with movies that you need to watch it. Like that's one of my least favorite things to do with movies, which is to say you need to watch it multiple times for you to like it. But I really think that one is one that you need to watch like at least three times to really appreciate it because there's so many like little, uh, I wouldn't say little things, but kind of like, uh, overtones of the plot that you don't really get until like the third time watching it. Right, and that's yeah. kind of the like, beautiful thing about that movie. The first view. Like... Yeah, because it's like it took me, I think, four times in that movie to, I think, really appreciate what the point of the movie was about. And I mean, that's one that, like, I don't know, it's really good, but it did take me like two or three times to really enjoy it. Yeah, I have that on DVD, so you can borrow that at some point if you wanted to. Uh, as I was saying, that SR 71 Blackboard was like a spy plane built for the Air Force, right? If the altitude that it flew and the speed that it was going, it had enough technology in it and enough camera technology and enough lenses to zoom in and see what color the laces were on your shoes. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Yeah. If it wanted, yeah, I know it is. It could, it, in the altitude, I have no idea what altitude <clears throat> it ran at. I'm going to look that up now. But it had enough camera technology in it and enough, and this was like, oh, I don't even remember when it was made. Um, it had enough technology in it to, like, look to be able to zoom in and see the laces on your shoes. Oh, that that reminds me. There's, I think it was in like Italy somewhere, where the, they took like a three sixty, like two hundred and forty gigapixel picture, and you can like zoom in like miles and still have it look. This like... plane through flew at eighty five thousand. Eighty-five thousand, wow. and still be able to see your shoe pieces. I, I wow. don't. I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> and flew a top speed of two thousand one hundred ninety-three miles per hour, aka Mach three. Wow, that is that's scary. I mean, that is. I don't like that. <laughs> that's, and it, that's and it was able to, and it was able to see the amount of fr the amount of pictures it had to take per second to get. When it's going oh that fast. Oh my god. Insane. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna look, um, see, like, how powerful the... It probably had to be, like, hundreds of pictures per second. Just to get, like, yeah. a clear view of everything. I would say hundreds of pictures per millisecond, even. Like, that, like, to get that clear of a photo. So, be crazy. imagine if that one, if that plane going as fast was flew low enough for that island to see it. Oh, that'd be, that'd be so weird. You know? Yeah. The, it could take 1,000 square miles of Earth's surface per hour. Film image, 75, 72 miles wide. And it's just the 24-inch focal length lens. Wow. Wow. See, and that's that's one of those 
that's one of those technologies that it's like if it's we were a more if yeah like if we were a more trustworthy species that'd be like the coolest invention but like you we really know that when... we know they're not just going to use that for google maps like they're going to use that for everything do you realize when this was built when 1970 oh my god <laughs> oh this plane was manufactured designed and built in 1970 Oh, Look geez. how big of a photo we can make now. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, there's probably some limitation that, like, light cameras can do. Like, the normal, like, shuttered cameras can zoom in and stuff. But I wonder how big we could get it now with our current technology. All right. <laughs> with, uh, That's some scary F-71 facts for you. With that audio cue, I think it's time to go on to our next question to lighten the mood after now we're all scared to go outside of our houses. Are they looking right. in your window? You don't even I know. know. <laughs> I'm in a completely sealed off room and I'm still scared now. I think we should lighten the mood here. <laughs> They're looking between the cracks in your wall. All right, so on to the next question. We all know in common legend of alien mythology alienology i don't know what it's called we all know how people love telling the stories of how they were abducted now there seems to be common trends among these abductees on what happened to them when they were abducted now i think you might know what they are there's you know they got abducted and they were drugged or they got abducted and you know they had to mate with the aliens to make you know a crazy alien baby thing oh god but, there seems to be a there seems to be an overlying trend of uh strange proportions so my question is why do you think aliens are so fascinated with anally probing people i knew i knew that one was coming <laughs> i honestly think it's a way for them to tell how the inside of the human body works well why do you think they go through the butt Probably because they look at us and go, hey, that's a pretty big hole. Because it's it's easier to go through the butt when you're sedated than go through the throat. It is true. You think there's, like, an alien who... Like, let's imagine this for a second. So there's a really advanced alien society. Like, let's say, like, uh, Republic levels from, like, Star Wars. And they're like, you know, let's go on a scouting mission. And this guy's, like, in the back of the room. He's like... Hey, I heard I heard that there was a a planet called Earth, and they're like, "Oh, Earth, that sounds interesting. Let's go to that one." And so they send like this one guy to the planet, and they're like, "Okay, man, just like get some uh, get some evidence on these people here. We hear that they do some weird stuff, so just run some tests on them." And this guy's just like really weird. Like he's like he's into all this weird stuff, and they just want to get him out of the office because he's like the weirdest dude. So he gets there, and he's like, you know. I'm here, I might as well stick something up their butts <laughs> and call I mean, it science. They might just be, like, trying to look how we digest things and, like, what we eat and stuff. That's what I oh, said, I'm like, gonna... how a human body, like, works from that side of the, you know. <laughs> because maybe they think that how our bodies work is, like, extremely inefficient. I don't know. Just think about it this way. What if... To them, their body complex was completely different. They investigated our bodies and was like, "You're doing a lot more, like a lot more work than you have to." What if they don't even eat food? Like, what if they just photosynthesize? Exactly. 
Yeah, they're like, didn't you know you could just sit out in the sun and that's how you make your food, you stupid apes? <laughs> uh, Ultimate uh, vegan. <laughs> we are told that to, we can get vitamin D from the sun, right? Yeah. We can go out and being outside is a good thing, you know? Yeah. That's, that's like extremely basic levels of photosynthesis because we can still get a essential vitamin from the sun. True, true. All right. Well, that was just a that was just a quick question. I think I think we exhausted that of all of its comedy <laughs> capabilities. <laughs> On to the next question. So it's become uh, a frequent trend nowadays where all the rich people are like, "Let's go to space." You know, we want to go and see what's up. And Elon Honestly, Musk, you see that you see that plane that can go to space. Yeah, that I think about that. And Elon Musk seems to be the main trailblazer of this. And he wants to go to Mars because, according to him, Mars is cool. Now, Mars is if you... Cool. All right, Mars... we have to do this, but that's all. I'll be back in a couple seconds. Okay. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. some nice elevator music <laughs> you've been promoted to elevator music look at Woo! you go i'll play the i'll play the keyboard on the space elevator in mars yeah i'll sit there in the corner with a keyboard and you'll have the number one album of mars <laughs> <laughs> elevator music vol elevator music volume one the sounds of the red planets Oh, there he is. Woo! back. Yay. Look who decided to show up. Anyway. Uh, Where did we leave off? I don't remember. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, Weren't you asking another question? Yeah. Uh, was I starting the next question? Yeah, you were. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was about Elon Musk. That's right. All right. So if you had the opportunity to go to Mars... Would you go if you knew that you wouldn't be able to get a job there because all the aliens already have all the jobs? So are we talking like there's already a civilization set up? up there's there? like, there's at least 20 7-Elevens and three and a half sheets. Half a sheet? How does that work? It's in construction, under construction. Oh. No, I, was like, I, was I would say half a quick, a half a sheets would be like a quick fill. I guess, yeah. Okay, but how cool would it just say, hey, I'm going to send you a postcard from Mars? 
from Mars. The Mars card. You never said that. You never said that you couldn't. You, just because you're not working on Mars doesn't mean it, you still won't have a good time. Yeah, I mean, but you would have to live there. So, like, what are you gonna do? Start a podcast? What are you, some kind of freak? You could call well, it I guess. Mars I don't know. Yeah, Mars cast. Mars cast. Well, if all three of us get a chance to go to space, I know what we're gonna do. Mars cast. Mars fire tangents. A special, a special Mars episode of virtual campfire tangents cosmic t campfire tangents Whoa. all right i think it's about a comet huh wouldn't that just be a comet yes i think it's about game time it's oh no Ooh, it's game, game time, time. all right this game is called game is called buzz looking alien oh, no. now <laughs> this is there concerning. will be why you wanted to use the youtube thing <laughs> there will be 11 questions in this game all concerning aliens in some respect oh, now okay. i'll go over the rules real quick so everyone understands all right whoever gets the question right is given one point getting the bonus some questions have bonuses not all of them do however Getting the bonus correct is worth two points, but only the person who has the right answer can attempt the bonus. The final question is worth two points, and the bonus is open to both people and is worth three. Oh. And finally, if you know the answer before all the choices are given, you can get two points except for one if you get it right, but you will lose one point if you get it incorrect. This is the only time if you lose a point for a wrong answer. So if you're really confident, you can answer before I'm done. And if you're correct, you get two points. Interesting. So are we gonna have a are we gonna have an opportunity for both of us to answer the question? It's not like a buzz yeah. thing. Yeah, I ask you the question and then you'll both answer it, and then whoever gets it right will answer the next one. And then I'll add a rule in here. If you both get it right, then I'll ask you the bonus. And whoever gets uh, okay. yeah, the whoever, bonus. Yeah, we'll get See, all the points. The so it's like bonus. take all take all. Um but that's We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Just give me a horrible at important. Congratulations Called. on being podcast episode host. Buzz, look, an alien. <laughs> All right. First question. When was the first UFO sighted in America? A, the 1600s. B, the 1800s. C, the 1900s. Or D, the 1400s. Alex? I'm going to go 1600s. 1600s. All right, Torn. And the reason why is because I think I know why. Uh, my guess would be 1600s because that's when they like really start like actually being there and reporting things. But I kind of want to go 1800s too. I think I'm gonna right, go. Well, I think I'm gonna go 1800s. 1800s. Okay. 1800s. Torn. Resistance is futile. You were incorrect. That's the sound that will play when you're incorrect. Alright. Alex, you were correct. The reason why, okay? And I don't think this is the reason. But it's because... Oh my god, stop playing. There we go. <laughs> inventors tried to make flying machines. That's when they started making blimps. 
quick. I got this from another podcast. Shout out to the dollop. It's a great podcast. I got this from them, and they these geniuses patented an invention called the flying machine, and it was a blimp with wings Ooh. that people would have to manually crank to get it to fly, and That's it could hold hard. like three people. <laughs> but it was huge, and it had like a spotlight at the front of it. It's really interesting. But I think it was made, they tried to make that in the 1600s, and I think that's because they would fly, they would only fly it at night for whatever reason, so I think that's where the, the people got the idea of the flying machine being the first UFO. Oh, cool. All right, there is a bonus for this question. Now, I said that it was in the 1600s, but... If you can guess what year in the 1600s, you will get two bonus points. Should have gotten the Jeopardy sound. I forgot to do that. Um, what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna guess 1683. 1683. That is incorrect. The correct answer is 1639. A man with the last name of Winthrop wrote that earlier in the year, James Everall, quote, a sober, discreet man, unquote, and two others had been rowing a boat in the muddy river, which followed through the swampland and emptied into a tidal basin in the Charles River when they saw a great light in the night sky, quote, when it stood still, it flamed up and was about three yards square. The governor reported, quote, when it ran, it was contracted into the figure of a swine. Probably just like what... a break in the clouds. Most likely. All right. And uh, just to let you know, those are the two sounds I'll play when you're either correct or incorrect. I forgot to mention that in the beginning. So this is the, this is the incorrect one. Resistance is futile. And this is the correct one. That's what you'll hear for either or. Okay, next question. This this is a callback too, so this this is fun for all ages. Oh, no. What show's first episode has one of the main characters getting anally probed by aliens? And this is not multiple choice, so you just have to uh -huh. guess it. Oh god. Say that again. Okay, what show's first episode has one of the main characters anally probed by aliens? And this is not multiple choice. Can I ask a question? Yes, you can ask one question. Is it an animated show? Yes. Okay, okay I have questions too. You get one question. What? You get one question. Yeah, my question is, what's the name of the show? Well, that's not it. <laughs> I can't tell you that. Futurama. Oh, I had to try. All right, what's your guess, Alex? Futurama. Okay, That's and what I was torn. thinking, but I feel like I'm I'm gonna look like I copied you if I say that now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Futurama. We'll both be right. Futurama as well. Well, you are both incorrect. The correct answer was South Park. Of what? course, it would be South Park. <laughs> of course, yeah, it's, of course it's South Park. <laughs> the pilot episode's name is Cartman gets an anal probe. Or why did they start it on Park. that? What? Because it's yeah, South Park. What? <laughs> I'll, uh. 
All right. Question number three. What show is, I mean, sorry, what movie is this song from? of a song more of an audio clip i would say but it's musicals so. i have no idea i have no clue either but it's not, I, it, I heard like armor so i'm thinking it's a. Uh, it sounds like a like almost medieval movie but we're talking about aliens so you know <laughs> <laughs> alex got a good one here just a What? Nothing to do with aliens. Yeah, it does. This movie has aliens in it. You just like a back character, a background character. Nope, this is from a movie with aliens in it. Huh? Can you? Do we at least get options or this? Monty Python and the Holy Hand Grenade. I can give you one hint if you would like a hint. I'll give you one hint per question, if but you can only use that twice. I'll, I'll say, I'll say you get two hints. All right. Uh, You're this rule your own rule. This was a movie directed by Steven Spielberg, and it was about aliens. And it was the in the movie a man was thought that he got contacted by aliens, and this was at the climax of the film. Whenever this audio clip is played. That's like really all I can give you without giving away the name of the movie. Yeah, I have no clue. Alright, Alex? Alright, the answer the is... Of, hold on, for the sake of comedy purposes, I'm going to stick with my answer. Okay, so you think it's Monty Python? And the Holy Hand Grenade, yeah. Resistance is futile. Is incorrect. The correct answer is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Wow. I have never seen that movie. I've You've never seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Wow. I haven't seen that either. Okay. No wonder uh, I would <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I really thought one of you would have seen that. Okay. Yeah, all right. Question. question number four. Yeah. Well, I, these can't all be easy or else, you know, this would be a harder game to win. Anyway. All right, so question number four. In what television series does the main character have a poster in his office that reads, I want to believe? A, Twilight Zone, B, Star Trek, the original series, C, Game of Thrones, or D, The X-Files? I'm not going to say Star Trek because that movie is based on space travel and aliens. I definitely, I think X-Files. That's what okay. I was going to say. But, but. I'm going to be... I'm gonna be stupid, and I'm and I'm gonna say um, all the options. I don't remember. I want to make sure this is what the, op the options were: A. Twilight Zone, B. Star Trek, C. Game of Thrones, and D. X Files. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be stupid, and I'm gonna go with the Twilight Zone. Okay, Torin. Let's go. Ah. You were correct. It is the X Files. The. The main character does have a poster that reads, I want to believe in his office. Isn't that sound so, from 
from X Files. Yeah, it's from, from <laughs> X Files. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope you're keeping track of the points because I'm definitely not. Oh, I am. Yeah, don't worry. While you were away, I got a pen so I could do that. Uh huh. You're smart. Yeah. All right. Question number five. What is the first reference to Little Green Men as being aliens? A. Maya's Little Green Men. B. Star Wars. C. Encyclopedia of Science Fiction. D. X Files. Or E. None of the above. I feel like it's a trick I'm gonna question. I'm going to go with the Encyclopedia. Okay. And Torn, what do you think? You know what? I'm going to go with Little Green Men because. Yeah. Torin? I think the idea of Little Green. <laughs> I you knew, were correct. I knew it was good trying to be a trick question. Yeah, you didn't like the none of the above that didn't fool you. Yeah. Yeah, I just threw that in there for variety. All right, well, there I is didn't a think it was the little green men. The idea of the little green men had to come from somewhere else, right? Yeah, I mean, Encyclopedia of Science. I'm gonna explain to you how I got that. How I got that choice. Because when I read the article that said that this Maya's little green men was the first reference to little green men. Uh, the Encyclopedia of Science Fiction references that story as being the version, so that's where I got an Encyclopedia of Science Fiction from. But and chronologically... I would fight that I would be right. No. It wasn't the first, it was A. Yeah, because it, it was just... Yeah, because Encyclopedia was just referencing it. So, The Little Green Men was the actual, like, first reference to it. Like, the first uh, time that they used the term... I'll take this argument on grave if I have to. Well, you lost. So, Torin, <laughs> the bonus—the bonus for this question is—what magazine was that story in? What magazine? The New York Times. That was a newspaper. Alex, you cannot answer a bonus question if you did not get it right. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Tribune Democrat. The newspaper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the point. You are incorrect, Torin. The correct answer is Weird Tales. What kind of magazine was that? It was an old sci-fi magazine from yeah, old crap. times, back when the world was in black and white. Before people could All see right. color. Yeah, before we could see color. <laughs> All we, right. we hadn't Question developed that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Question number six. How far away is Omicron Percy I-8 in the Futurama series in light years? A, 5,000 light years. B, five, 500 million light years. C, 438 light years. D, negative 5 light years. Or E, 1,000 light years. Whatever the million answer was. Okay, and Torin? I'm going to go with the, I think it was 436. 438. 438, I'm going to go with that one. Resistance is You are both incorrect. The correct uh. answer was 1,000 light years away. All right. What arcade game is this sound from that involves aliens? Intruder alert, intruder alert. Oh, I know it, I know it. Oh, uh, I've, I've heard that before. What? Uh... I know the sound, and I know what the game looks like. Can't think of the name. Uh, yeah. And remember, I can give you guys a hint. Alex, you have one more hint, and Torin, you have two more hints. But only one of you can get can a hint per question. question. Hmm? Can I ask a question? Yes. Was it an Atari game? I, 
believe it was an Atari game. ET phone home. Resistance is futile. That is incorrect. Torrent? Um. Oh, what's it called? I can play the sound again if you want. Yeah, please. Intruder alert, intruder alert. My brain is telling me space base, but I feel like that's wrong. Yeah. The correct answer is Berserk. Oh. All right. <laughs> I'm sad now. <laughs> the, the whole day's been ruined because of this one question. Yeah. All right. Question number eight. How many people, sorry, how many people in the United States claim to have been abducted by aliens? A, about 4 million. B, 200,000. Uh, nope. C, 36 million, or D, about 15,000? What was B? B was 200,000. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. And Torin? Um, I feel like there's been a lot of people that claimed. Especially because of the internet. A bunch of people. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go about 2 million. Uh, it was about 4 million. About Is that four the one million. you mean? Yeah, that one. Torin, you are correct. I knew it definitely oh, wasn't fifteen thousand. Yeah, uh, with the about four million, because I threw about in there, that's why I also put in about fifteen thousand. So you wouldn't think that it was like that one because it's more specific. Yeah, just that little tidbit there. All right, number nine. This we have two more after this one. All right, what musician claimed he saw a UFO in New York City? A. Bob Marley. B. Paul McCartney. C. Drake. E. Steve Perry. Or E. John Lennon. I'm gonna go with Paul McCartney. All right. Torn. Um, I'm gonna go with Lennon. Lennon. Yes. Torn, you are correct. <laughs> Uh, the bonus question is, what year did he see it in? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm gonna go with 1971. You are incorrect. The correct answer was 1974. I was, oh, really? I was close. So close. I was close. <laughs> I got really scared when you said 70. I was like, oh my god, I think you're cheating at this game. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even say it was in the 70s, so like you had like you know at yeah, least 20 different options. I mean, you could he have only lived to like what like 42 or something. Yeah, he died when he was uh, in 1980. I think it was either 80 or 81. So yeah. that only gives you like and I yeah, 40, since, 40 years. Yeah, so I knew it probably was like not in the first 20 or so, so I decided to go in the middle. I witnessed it when I was three. I that, is, that is clever deductive reasoning, I do have to say. So that All right. my reasoning behind that. Yes. It Question worked. number 10. What are the fourth dimensional beings in Slaughterhouse-Five called? A. 
and I might pronounce some of these wrong, so I'm going to try my best. <laughs> Come on, speak four-dimensional. Yeah, I'll try. A, Tralfamidorians. B, Ogons. C, Wookiees. E, the Ones. Or E, Klingon. What was the second one again? The second one was Bogons. That sounds right. I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go with A. Alex. Final. You are correct. All right. And the bonus for that question is, what was the woman's occupation who the aliens brought to Billy? And what I mean by that is, what was her job on Earth before she got abducted? I don't know. I'm going to guess. Secretary. That is... Resistance. Ah. Incorrect. The correct answer is she was a porn star. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they're basically the same thing. I mean... <laughs> if you right. squint a little. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good I don't one. Think that's right. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think there's a correlation between porn star and sec- secretary. You must not. You must not be in the right offices, Alex. But I, I will say that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean it probably is. All right, and this is the last question. So if you get the answer correct on this, you get two points, and if you get the bonus right, you get three points. So if you both get the question incorrect, you can still both try the bonus. Okay. So that's the that's the catch with this one is it's just worth more points. All right. All right. What year is the movie Alien set in? A, 2047, B, 3041, C, 2122, or D, 1654? When did the movie come out? It came out in the 70s, I believe. 70s or 80s. 2027. Or 47, whichever one that was. Okay, and Torin? I'm going to go 2122. All right, Torin... I knew it was 21 something, and then you said that. You better put a good topic, I swear to God. The the secret all along, folks listening at home, is I told Torin all of these questions beforehand. (laughs) And I still missed half of them. So he would get them right. (laughs) The bonus question is what is the ship in Aliens called? It had a name? Yes. Well, he's not going to get the bonus then. <laughs> well, you can both guess at this. It's both of you. Oh. Well, I didn't know it had a name. <laughs> you know what? It was definitely <laughs> called The Voyager. Okay. God. And Alex? Dang it. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely no other ships with that name. The exploitative communist Bernie, Bernie Sanders money. Alright. You are both incorrect. The correct answer is the USS. <laughs> the correct answer is the USS Solaco. Solaco. Yeah, never would have guessed okay. that. That was the end of the game. Torin, you came out with six points, and Alex, you came out with two points. So that means by the rules of democracy, Torin, you will be the host for the next episode. Whoa. So. I think we've been running pretty long. I think I think as winter approaches and our bones get chillier, I think it's time to call this episode quits. So, do either what of you have any do, with anything? Course, do, any of you, do either of you two have any closing statements? 
85,000 feet is really high to know what shoelaces look like. That, that is a that good is, point. That, yes, that is very true. <laughs> All right, Torin. I want to say that was my favorite moment of the podcast, telling you the fact that the SR-71 and see you guys just kind of break down. <laughs> our, ment- our mental fa- faculties just getting like, destroyed. I can't even see that far, and it did with, like, high detail. Like... Uh-huh. Yeah. It could... I didn't tell you before, but it could go as far as knowing what brand they were. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Where it saw the tw- tiny swish on the on like the the sock of the shoe. And again, that's eighty five thousand feet at Mach three. That is uh that is our eighty five thousand feet at uh, Mach three. We are please get into your cabin and buckle your seatbelts, people. We are on a flight to Hawaii. How many people manned it? Wasn't it like four? I think. Yeah, four or five. I wanna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind again. Oh boy. <sighs> I don't think I'm ready for this. Did they release any pictures? Cause I wanna see that. Of course not. Oh man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna Google here. Oh my god. This is, this is gonna blow your mind, alright? You fly around the world once. Two and a half hours. I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> 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 and in 1970. Right. 1970, and it took them two and a half hours to go around the world once. Oh, that's another thing. Flying at 80, 85,000 feet and being able to take a picture of your shoes and know what brand they were. 1970. Another thing is, a fun fact, is that air, airlines have mutually agreed to stay slow so they make more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they, could, they can fly faster, and there was planes that, like, you could fly from... Europe into like New that York. That record in, of like, an two hour. and a half hours. That record of two and a half hours was made in 1972, two years after the plane was developed. Wowzers. Uh, that's a fun factoid for you. I don't know if it's more fun or terrifying. It's like taking it's your both. brain out of your head and giving a good scratch. <laughs> <laughs> that's. <laughs> that's that's what I would call that experience. That's a true brain scratcher, if you ask me. <laughs> well, we're all gonna. That's gonna haunt all of our nightmares tonight. I think it's about time oh, yeah. for our sponsorship corner. First, Bernie Sanders. Come on, Bernie, where are you at? We're waiting. Yeah, we Bernie would, Sanders. We said we said we would. Uh, <laughs> we all said we would vote for you next election because we all believe that your ideas of socialism are soundly correct. So come on, where's our where's our money, man? We want our money. We're giving you votes out here. Come on, come on, three free votes. All you need to get, do is give us money to get three votes. Like what is money I mean, anyway? Like what is it even? Caleb, you just said three free votes. You you said come on, Bernie, three free votes, and all you gotta do is give us money. We don't know if he knows how to do math. So, <laughs> oh whoops, crap, crap. I didn't mean that, Bernie. Uh, you you know how to do math. Sorry. <laughs> all right, and. 
point that we would be willing to accept an Amazon sponsorship. Come on, guys. I don't want an Amazon sponsorship. <laughs> I know you don't. Oh, my God. We'll get free Prime. All right. Uh... You go to the website and use the login code Virtual Campfire Tangents, you'll get a free Amazon Prime delivery on your first order. That is code Virtual Campfire Tangents. That totally to get exists. Your free offer. That's definitely a real thing. Trust. Yeah, go do it. You'll Trust. it works, obviously. All right, so I think I think we're wrapping this one up. How would you guys rate our sophomore episode out from zero to eleven? I'd give it a solid nine point negative four. Oh no, zero to eleven. Yeah. Huh? And honestly, though, um, yeah. nine and a half. Uh, I'd yeah. give it a, I'd give it a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Is that going to be a bad host? Nah, yeah, I think it's just that, I think it's just that bias of being more critical of my work. I think, I think it came out good though. Uh, it's good on a good episode. <laughs> so Torin, you will be the host for the next episode and for the viewers back at home, hopefully this will be out within the next two days. And our next episode should be recorded in... That doesn't make sense, because they would... They'll only see it when we upload it. They will well, see it when we upload it, and be like, it'll be out in the next few days, and we'll, I'm already listening to it. Alright, viewers from home, this will, this, will, this will be uploaded two days from when we record it, hopefully. But it will be uploaded the same day that you would first see it, by the laws of conservational physics. So... <laughs> that is just kind of a knowledge... And hopefully our next episode will begin recording in two weeks from now because we're hoping to set this on an every other week schedule. Uh, and Torin will be the host next time. I so, make a good topic. I swear to God, I'm going to just jump out the window. Closing, closing statements on my part. Uh, my blood contract with Spotify that I talked so colloquially about last episode is coming to a conclusion uh, the wounds are starting to scar up, so I think I think I think we're about I think we're almost good. I think uh, it will be coming out soon. And uh, for all views, for all views at home who would like to follow our Instagram, where we post our information, our username is Virtual Campfire Tangents. Who would have guessed? Because that is the title of our podcast. Maybe this so time far, link will be in the description. Hopefully links will be in the description this time. We'll consult our link in the description consultant and you part of our He'll do his best. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you all for watching. I've been your host, Caleb, and next time our host will be Torin. I hope you all enjoyed your time here. Uh, this has been our second episode. Thank you for watching. I thought we would get, so it's a record, boy. Yeah, new record. Good episode. Right. See y'all next time. See ya. Well, that definitely was a fun episode. And being my hosting debut, I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Uh, from our discussions about Red Bull to anal probing and everything in between, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. And I hope you're looking forward to the next episode that Torn will be hosting. So we'll see what he's cooking up. Hopefully it's uh, pretty tasty, you know, maybe with a hint of curry, some paprika sprinkled in there. I don't know. We'll see. So 
I want to just thank you guys all for listening to this podcast because we've definitely had a lot of fun working on it and um, I hope we can keep doing this for a while. So thank you all for listening and have a good day.